Hey everybody, how y'all doing? Quickly, I just want to let y'all know that today it's a really fun episode with my friend Misty Tiffin. She returns to the show and we just have a real good time talking about this week's foolishness in pop culture. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Thanks and have a great day. Before we get to the show, I wanted to take a moment to talk about something that's been really bothering me, and that's traffic. When I was in college, and probably my 20s and early 30s, my mother would drive me bananas because she would take two hours to drive to a place that only took 30 minutes. Why? Because she took what we like to call the back roads. She never drove on the highway. She always drove on the streets through the stoplights. Why? Because she said people drive crazy. Back then, in my young and youthful heart, I thought she was crazy. Mama, we can be there in 15 minutes. Why are we taking so long? And now that she's retired, no longer driving, and I'm doing all the driving, when I tell you, y'all have lost y'all's mind. Slow down. The one thing that I miss about COVID was no traffic. Freeways just free and clear of everybody ripping and running. And I would take advantage when I needed to get out the house and just get some fresh air or just um, be free of the house from quarantine. I would drive, just drive for hours just to see. And there was nobody around and I felt safe. But right now, with these roads and highways crowded, y'all are ripping and running and cutting people off, and it's crazy. It shouldn't take a pandemic for us to slow down and drive like we have some sense, to appreciate life and do what it is we need to do to get where we need to get. It's better to get there late than to be the it. And I say that seriously, because I can drive there on the highway sit in traffic for hours because of our wreck. And then somebody behind me in that same wreck, once we pass it, they started doing 100 on a freeway that's only 70. You know how I know they're going that fast? Because I'm going 70. So please, slow down, especially the people in the MAGA trucks. Yes, that's what I call them. Those big dually trucks that we love to drive in Texas, but they're usually a typical demographic. That's why I call them MAGA trucks. I appreciate your life even if you don't pre appreciate mine. It doesn't make sense. So, starting today, I'm going to be just like Mama Cass. And I'm taking the back roads. Because y'all ain't got no sense. Thanks. Signed, your favorite homegirl. Bye. Hey, Misty. Hey, Tracy. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Why are you laughing at me? I'm laughing at myself because this feels weird because we have been talking about 15 minutes before I hit, <laughs> before right. I hit record. Standard but, for us, apparently. Yes, yes. 
that's good um to my listeners i have my friend misty tipping back on the show um let me warn (laughs) y'all i text misty at the last minute because i have been very uh relaxed and i didn't prepare an episode for this week i didn't have questions my guests i haven't lined up properly and i was like hey i need an episode can you get on here with me and she was like cool so this is going to be um, very informal. We're going to talk about pop culture a little bit today because I never really talk about that <laughs> and I thought it would be fun to do. So I'm just explaining to let y'all know sometimes you just have to roll with it. And I want to make sure that I did an episode because my goal for this season was never miss a week like I did last <laughs> last season. So thank you for coming on here at the last minute. No, I'm so happy. And Tracy, I want to tell your listeners that it was important for me to say yes. Um, And it was important for me to say yes, because I believe in you. I believe in your Uh dream. I believe in your talent. And I think that a lot of times we don't realize the ways we can help each other. And so I never want to be caught like not helping my girls. (laughs) And I also want, you know, like when you are a huge sponsored podcaster, (laughs) I want to be like, because, you know, I was a second. I was a repeat guest on the podcast I believed before the rest of y'all knew you're gonna say I am a repeat guest you're gonna still be coming on (laughs) that's right I'm gonna be an OG friend and supporter but no seriously I think it's so important for us to support each other and to Mm -hmm. encourage each other and um and to be there for each other well, I thank you. I appreciate your encouragement. You you don't know. You know I'm not going to cry. But I do want you to but know you that. you want you. You crying on the inside right now. <laughs> I know. know I am. But I do appreciate it because it helps me keep going when I doubt myself. Because I do all the time. Like, why are you doing this? Just for yeah. what? <laughs> but it's fun and I like to do it. So I appreciate it. So we're going to dive right in if you're ready. I'm ready. So I got a couple of things I want to talk about. Um, and I'm gonna let you pick what you want to talk about first. So we can do serious stuff first. And it's not really serious. It's just more, I guess, formal stuff. Or you can do fun stuff first. And the fun, I mean, like the pop culture stuff, what's happening right now? I mean, I think, you know, to encourage people to want to listen to it, let's do some fun. You know, you want to alternate? Uh-huh. Yeah. Fun, serious. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, so I was going to be a real Libra and say, well, can't we mix it up? But then I was like, <laughs> Maybe we can't, but yes. Okay. Hello, Libra sister. Let's mix it up. <laughs> so we got, um, for the fun stuff, well, more pop culture stuff. We have Marriage at First Sight, Derek Jackson incident, and Lil Nas X. Which one do you want to talk about first? I like all of it. Okay. So I know, <laughs> let's talk about Lil Nas X because I know the least about him. Me too. <laughs> I don't know a lot. <laughs> he, I'm not in his demographic, Money. um, age or or genre of music. So, so I guess the big thing that's going on right now, he put out a video. I don't even know the name, but I know that it has Christian America <laughs> up in, in arms. arms. <laughs> yeah, because basically, I did see some pictures, and he I has a tennis shoe. Did you watch the video? I watched the video. Okay, so. I guess, get, let me give some context for those who don't know. He put out a video and um, there are images going around and it's quite satanic. Like he's um, embracing the devil. He has a shoe out, a Nike shoe with some demonic scripture. And 
it's very pornographic. And so people are really upset because they're like, well, our kids listen to you and yada, yada, yada. And this is, of, and I even put, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> but other than that, I did. Because the images off top, they're just arresting. But I just won't watch it. I'm not going to down the man. There are other Satanists out yeah. there that I don't know. And I probably talk to them every day at the end of the day. I know Jesus Christ. So I know what I stand firm in. So it doesn't bother me. And I won't let my niece, I'll tell my, my niece to not let, don't let your kids watch that, you know? Yeah. So I didn't get offended. I thought it was more funny. And then I thought about his personality and the things that I've heard, because, you know, I listened to the read and they explained mm -hmm. that he's a troll. Yes. And that's how he became famous is that he's mm -hmm. like a, a constant troll. And that ultimately helped him make the song look, um, Old Town Road. And so yeah. I'm like, he's probably trolling people. Like, I don't know I if mean, he really believes this, but his clapback game, though, is so strong oh did you see the uh memes that I, the tweets that i sent you <laughs> i did but i so i went and looked at it okay um, before that i try to stay up on pop culture but i don't necessarily listen to so that'll that'll be part of my opinion after you finish setting the audience up but um, I'm, listen i've done the best that i could I'm, oh, I'm good. <laughs> okay so the name of the song is montero i believe montero okay yeah so here's here's where i stand for it mm -hmm. i for your listeners, I believe in Jesus Christ as my personal savior. I believe that, you know, this is, uh, we are recording this during Holy Week. Yes. So we are leading up to what is for me, the new year and, and the, uh, the most important time in the year. Um, that being said, I was not bothered by the video. Now, maybe part of it is because I was able to see some commentary. I saw that he was trending. Um, and I caught the reactions to it. And mm -hmm. so I, like a good Libra, sit on the fence um, about it. And so I'll say, the first thing I think about it is I listen to almost exclusively gospel music. Mm -hmm. If I'm not listening to gospel music, I'm listening to like Broadway show tunes <laughs> or Disney songs. But 90% of the time I am listening to gospel music because mm -hmm. I believe that what I listen to shapes who I am, what I think, and how I feel. I just genuinely believe that. And that's my prerogative to right. believe that and to practice that. And so I don't have a problem with him putting out the song. I don't have a problem with the video. I do think that there's a good part of him that's trolling. I also think he's revealing some hypocrisy um, that does exist. And, and you know, for that, I say kudos to him. Um, yeah. So when you say, I'm sorry, I'm trying to cut my phone battery off so I can see the messages <laughs> so my screen won't um, yeah, no, go I'm to sleep. So when you feel like he's revealing hypocrisy, what exactly do you mean? What type of hypocrisy? I, I don't know that he's revealing hypocrisy. I think, the situation. I think that people's reactions to him reveal hypocrisy, right? And it mm -hmm. reveals, I think, um, and again, you know, so so that nobody uh, feels like they need to come at me because I'm not really the one for that. <laughs> but um, and I'm not saying I agree with his message. I'm saying I think he has the right and the ability and the opportunity to be who he is, to say what he wants to say, to say how he wants to say it and to put out music. And my choice 
is to either buy it or not, to stream it or not, to watch mm -hmm. it or not. But he's not, he is not a part of my family. He is not raising my children with me. He's not, um, I don't know, he's, he's, it, I mean, it, it doesn't affect me. It's not, I, I don't think he's, you know, who I really can't stand are politicians quite often <laughs> actually have influence over my life and my kids' life and how, how I exist and how my family exists. And so, you know, I think he's an entertainer. I think there's all kinds of music that I don't particularly like. Mm -hmm. um, I think there are all kinds of mediums that aren't for me. He's not for me. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't a big fan of Old Town Road, although every child I know was, you know. Um, I, I Now I will say I only watched the video one time and I have not looked up the lyrics and I've not paid close attention to it, but it, it was almost like, it was cheesy. It was really mm -hmm. cheesy <laughs> to me. And it was, in my opinion, provocative for the sake of being provocative, which, you know, has its place. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think people sometimes do the most. I loved his <laughs> clap back to the governor. He's like, aren't you a whole governor? <laughs> I miss that. Like, why are you up on Twitter commenting about my song? Like, govern the people. Bye. Govern the people. What yeah, I did like okay. is he put on there, um, I spent my entire lot, teenage years hating myself because of the shit y'all preach would happen to me because I was gay. So I hope you are mad. Stay mad. Feel the same anger you teach us to have towards ourselves. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I don't know that his method is the right method or the wrong method. I think it takes all types. Yeah. But I do think that the way that the church treats sinners in general and homosexuals specifically is an abomination. I was going to say specifically because we could sit in church all day long and listen to certain people and we know the sins that they are committing. It's just not that particular one. It might not be homosexuality or whatever. We know the sins we're committing. Exactly. I sit on the pew every Sunday or on my couch during COVID and I know my sinful thoughts. I know my sinful nature. I know what God is working on me. Right. I know what God has delivered me from. I know what he's trying to deliver me from that I'm still trying to hold up on. Mm -hmm. Right. I know all of that stuff. And so how dare I ask him for forgiveness, but condemn somebody else exactly. for what they do. And I do, I think we do such a disservice to believers who are homosexual. I just, I do. And that's not to say that that is my choice, nor is that my life, nor is that how I was born, right? Mm -hmm. So all I can be is an ally. But I think, I, I just, I always am concerned about the ways that we, like, this is supposed to be our fun one, so I'm not being fun. No, that's okay. <laughs> but like, when Christians, you know, I think about the Sadducees and the Pharisees, and again, we're in Holy Week, and I think about what they did to Jesus. Right. Like this Sunday, Palm Sunday, they escort him in and waving Hosanna, Hosanna. And I mean, <laughs> it ain't even a whole week. Week. <laughs> they ain't even got their paychecks yet. And they talking about crucify him. Right. And did it on Friday. <laughs> like not even checks yet. They not even like their checks haven't even been cashed yet. They haven't turned the flour or the wheat into anything. Mm -hmm. Like they're just and and so I think you know, to know that it was Sadducees, Pharisees, scribes, the religious elite, the priests who 
were also willing to condemn mm-hmm. my savior, right? Your savior, I, you know, those who are Christians who are listeners, you know, our savior. And yet we can then turn around and condemn other people for their sin. I just, I think it's. And it, it contradicts everything much. he came to do. Everything he, <laughs> everything he came for. to do. Like if you don't go anywhere past your own self, mm-hmm. it contradicts everything he's done for you right one of my um I, you know gabby gabby yeah. garen she yeah. posted we used to go check he, <laughs> i love she's so sweet she posted and it just summarized it so beautifully he can sing about sex be homosexual talk about satan do all of that and still confess his love for jesus christ and he's still saved and i was like that's the beauty of jesus that is it washes away all our sins like and my thing is He's honest about who he is. Some of us are not even honest about the things we think. And, you know, that's so I'm just like, we get more leverage with our kids for those people who are, well, what about our kids? They listening to that. And because, you know, I love me some Cardi B and WAP. You know, you include that in there. Like they got 80 calls to the FCC about WAP being on the Grammys. And I'm like. Yeah, I just it, I think people abdicate their responsibilities too much. Like, right. That's that's my job. And and truth be told, I believe my children will likely be more damaged by what they witness me doing. Right. Than ever will be by what they watch, hear, or see on TV. And the minute you are um the minute you're restrictive and you start banning, no, no, no. It just makes them want to do it more. <laughs> you know. I, yeah, I mean, I think it makes them but it also, like, I just always think it points out your own hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. The more you're adamant about, like, that's the wrong choice and, and you're unyielding, you it just, I mean, there are a million things that rapper. we do that are, that are wrong. Now, I'll tell you, I don't have a favorite rapper because I don't. You don't like rap. rap. I and I not. did. And I've listened to it probably. I listen to it with people. Oh, no. I, listen. I just don't listen I would be in like, my room my and my mama was like, what are you listening to? Turn it off. But he was absolutely my favorite rapper talking about bees. And, Can yeah. I cuss in front of you bitches and hoes? And Can you cuss it, in front of who? You. <laughs> Me? Uh-huh. <laughs> Tracy, you, don't get new for these people. You know, I swear like a whole thing. <laughs> but we talking about Jesus and all of that. We are but, talking about Jesus. I got but, a forked tongue most days. Me too. I swear and, and praise him with the same filthy mouth. The same one. But I, he knows I love him. He knows my heart though. But I would, I would, I just love Too Short. I love Too Short, Tupac. The more trap music, the better. And I always have. I, and I love the beat. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I know who I am. And it's yeah. like, how can you listen to that? It's music. It's who, how it's they express yeah. themselves about what's going on in their life. It's not me, but I can enjoy yeah. their art for what it is. Yeah. Well, and everybody has a journey. And I think sometimes we judge people by the moment that they're in and decide that's who they are forever. But they got a journey like this. He might, Lil Nas X might become any number of things in the future. Mm-hmm. And who are we to say what he can and can't? Exactly. I think I mean, like it was just such a caricature. It reminded me, you know, I don't know if anybody else's kids watch this foolishness, but there was this show called Lazy Town 
that I don't even know what channel it came on. It was so gravy. You would love it, Tracy. <laughs> it was about um, this athlete. His name was like Sporticus or something. And then there was like this girl and um, she, Sporticus and this girl were always trying to get people to exercise and work out. And there was a villain and I don't remember what his name was, but he um, was always being lazy and everybody in lazy town was lazy. They didn't want to work out. They didn't want to do anything. It's just so weird looking. And so the whole time I was watching it, I was like, this looks like lazy town. Like it looks like lazy town. <laughs> the video did? The video did. Okay. And I thought it was, I don't know. I thought it was cheesy and it was like kind of fantasy. It was just, I don't, I think it's a lot of hype that's going to make him a lot of money. Exactly. Every time they tweet and we talking about it, yeah. even me. I think people just, just bring attention know, with, to with it. COVID. They just want something to talk about. And that's they it. don't have a therapist or a journal or a friend in real life. So <laughs> it's commentary oh. on social media. Listen. Not judging. Me neither. I am. <laughs> <laughs> judging me, judging you, judging yeah. them. So, okay, so we're going to switch gears. We're going to talk about something a little bit more, um, I guess, serious. Not serious, but more related to our day-to-day lives. Okay. And so um, the reason Misty doesn't know half of what's going on is because she has the uh, greatest gift of unplugging. I do. Amen. We're going to talk about that just a little bit. The need yeah. to unplug. Because I text you and you like... I was like, let's talk about Lil Nas X. And you were like, who, what is that? What's going on? I have unplugged for the day. And I was like, that'd be good to talk about. So mm-hmm. what made you unplug? And um, I, so I'm starting to do some things different. I, you know, the pandemic has been an interesting experience and I am, and I'm in a Bible study, a Lenten Bible study, and it's about joy and reconnecting. And this week's lesson was all about self-awareness and so I'm sort of trying to challenge myself to do stuff I haven't ever done before. Mm-hmm. I haven't really thought about doing before. And so I did, and it exhausted me over the weekend. And so um, yesterday I just did online worship and um, and then I went to a nursery to look at some plants and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I just did a couple of things and it, I decided not to go on TikTok. And I decided not to, I mean, I kept my streaks on Snapchat because yes, I have streaks on Snapchat. (laughs) I'll tell you how long my longest ones are. I want to say they're like 700 days. Wow. Um, (laughs) I know. I know my, my longest streak is 732 days. The next one's 729 and the next one's 632. Um, So, you know, I, I maintained my streaks because, you know, (laughs) girl got to do what a girl got to do. But I otherwise kind of just chilled. And you unplugged from everything. You didn't watch TV. You didn't do anything. I didn't want, I hardly ever watch TV anymore. TikTok mm-hmm. is my TV now. Um, and so I hardly watch any TV anymore. And it's just shows that I've recorded like that. Saturday, I watched maybe six episodes of Blackish because I mm-hmm. recorded them and never watched them. Um, and my youngest was like, why are you watching these old ones? And I was like, because I didn't. I didn't get around to watching them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I took some time and I, I'm, I don't know, I'm trying to fall in love with myself and, mm-hmm. and be clear on, like I said, I'm doing this Bible study about uh, joy mm-hmm. and just being clear on what brings me joy and what doesn't and what steals my peace and what, um, what makes me anxious and what 
and a big part of that is being on the hamster wheel and running and 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 what I feed myself, you know, the content that I consume. And so, yeah. I was going to ask you, how did it feel to like disconnect? Did you enjoy it? Was it peaceful? Did well, I'm going to say weird? I did spend some time with a friend, um, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, it didn't feel anything. It, I, I was excited to do something else other mm-hmm. than the norm. And so it was, it wasn't necessarily intentional. It's just, that's how my day went. And I Mm -hmm. let it go that way. I didn't stop it. And so I'd like to think that when I, when I consume social media, it is to kill time. So usually it's instead of watching TV Mm -hmm. where it's before I fall asleep, because I'm trying to make myself fall asleep. And sometimes stuff, you know, like reading stuff or whatever, it'll get me like, okay, now I'm ready to go to bed. Um, but I also, I've started to find that some of the ways that I keep up with my friends are just really stressful, like Facebook and everybody's opinion about everything. And there's just so much, um, there's so much energy. Negativity, yeah. It's negative and it's energy. Like it's like, as if this is what's going to make the difference in my paycheck mm-hmm. or not. <laughs> like people are fighting about stuff that I have an opinion about and I have perspective on, but it ain't changing my, it's my not. salary. I'm learning and I, I, I go back and forth. I have phases for the most part. I try not to argue with people on social media, but there have been moments where I'm like, okay, I'm going to keyboard gangster your ass. <laughs> I slip and fall sometimes and remind them who <laughs> Mr. Baker was. <laughs> but, um, recently somebody posted, um, it was in a singles group and it was something about somebody approaching somebody. And I was like, that's dope. And, this guy was like, that's disrespectful. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I, or not. Yeah. I'm like, there's no sense in arguing about this. I mean, it's too much. It's too much. Between that I, and the live by, I live by, uh, it, it is a, a gross paraphrase uh, from a proverb, but it says, don't argue with a fool because from a distance, nobody knows. <laughs> exactly. I, so That's I have been, problem, you know, I have been leveraging that wisdom to say, like, I'm, I'm the queen of typing a message and it'll be like six paragraphs. And then I delete that whole thing. Off. I'm like, Mm-mm, not today. You are not going to get me down this rabbit hole or, and so I read it and I think about it. And then I'm like, I, because I don't, I don't want to invite mm-hmm. random people into my life mm-hmm. to stir up anything inside of me. And so yeah, that's, a good, uh, that's a good point. Yeah. So, so like, I, I'm not invested in those people now with my girls or with my friends or with family or people who I love and care about. Oh, we can go toe to toe all day and we can have great conversations and debates and, you know, and whatever, but like random people who are friends of people who aren't really friends of mine in real life either. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. I need to take that energy to a professional environment too. <laughs> Cause there are just some times where you just, you know, anyway, just, that's, always, a, that's another story. Even for at me. work. I always think like people who are difficult, people who everybody hates, like I generally can work well with those people because mm-hmm. I always ask myself, what am I trying to do with this person? And if it is not marry them, have children with them or be cared for by them. Mm-hmm. I don't care what they think. I don't care. Protect how your energy. I don't yeah. like none of that has any. Now, 
if it's somebody I care about and I'm trying to really maintain a professional relationship or when they, I think that they're going to go and do something amazing at another company and I want them to take me with them when they go, maybe I might make different choices. But I mean, the number of people for whom that is the, very the, small, <laughs> it's almost none. So I just, I don't, and I don't indulge. I think people are the way they are for a good reason. And I let mm-hmm. them be that way. I don't let that. I don't take, take it personal, right? Um, when I did, when I did go to therapy, <laughs> I need to go back. I love but therapy. The, one of the things that my therapist at the time taught me, and I try to remember it, but sometimes, especially after this year, I need to get back to that. But he's like, you know, that belongs in their wagon. Take their rocks out of your wagon because they don't belong. And when I can do that. One, I feel so much better and I, I can express what I need to express and move on. Or I just like what off a duck's back. I, that has nothing to do with me. But here lately, I, um, you know, it's, I just think it's just a, a avalanche of stuff that's just yeah. built up. And you just, I think COVID I is, I think we're all in a crock pot of COVID, mm-hmm. right? Oh. And, you know, like, Cause in a crock pot, you put a whole bunch of ingredients in and they maintain their form and shape mm-hmm. for several hours. And then slowly they mush. I think COVID has just pressured. It's fried our brains. Yeah. Man, we gotta it, regroup. We're just mush now, you mm-hmm. know, and everything in a crock pot just mushes together in the, in a very tasty and delicious way, but it does mush together. And I think that's where we are. And so I think it's so much harder to have boundaries and it's so much harder to, um, to control our emotions. I think that's why people lash out so much on social media. I mm-hmm. think that's why people are having such a reaction to something that you legitimately don't have to consume. Mm-hmm. That's you, what I was going to say. Like social media kind of removes those boundaries where in person you can say, well, I'm going to remove myself from this conversation Yeah. or I'm not going to call her for a couple of days because she's on one or he's on one or if yeah. you're married. I'm gonna need you to go to the other room <laughs> or I'm gonna need like, give me a few minutes to myself where social mm-hmm. media because so much of our lives now revolve around it yeah it's, it's a constant it's like all day and that with the news and the negativity coming from tv news and your like literally your phone like I can get a notification and it's like a uh, hurricane in Mississippi or yeah such and such posted about this and it's something crazy and it's like constantly inundated yeah it's trauma porn like I think we consume trauma I know I do as if it was porn Mm -hmm. and and I think I I, like I said earlier even when I was talking about what I listened to like I just I do believe sincerely that what you put into your psyche your body your mind shapes Mm -hmm. what you think and I, I believe what you look for, you will find. And, you know, we, whatever the the pandemic has done to us that sequestered us, I just, I think it's bringing out some of the worst mm-hmm. in our, in our humanity. And I just, especially after a year of it, you know, I know oh, we're on the, the, we're on the, on the up climb, I believe, but oh, yeah, there's absolutely. always darkness before the dawn, you know, peace right before yeah. the storm so I think we're getting to the other side but until we get to that side it's hard it's, it's very hard so it's I'm gonna nasty. take a I, and then that's one thing I can say about when we were quarantined there were days where I wouldn't cut the tv on 
or mm-hmm. I, I have screen time on my phone and I would I try to monitor in my house nine times out of 10. Right. And I've since once, once I went back to work and now it's back to, let me be on my phone. Let me text, let me do this. And, mm-hmm. and so it's back to that. It's like your mind never stops. Yeah. Never stops. So I'm going to try to unplug on purpose. Yeah. I think you should. Even if it's like, cause what I would do is on the weekends, I would uh, grill in my backyard and mm-hmm. I would just sit out there and let the bugs attack me, <laughs> but it was. Well, and maybe too, Tracy, like, like, redefine what you think unplug is. Cause it might be hard to turn everything off, turn off mm-hmm. anything negative, like commit mm-hmm. to, as soon as you see something negative, pass it by. Oh yeah. That's a good, you know, way. put people on a 30 day high. I have, I have Facebook, like, several I, girl, I snooze and I unfriend and <laughs> I don't do it ceremoniously. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> um, but I'm like, but I, it gives me peace. Like, oh, yeah. and then I realize I don't miss him, miss them at all. Like, oh, no. I just gone. can't, I can't, I can't consume that and be who I want to be, mm-hmm. who I need to be for me. We talk about COVID a little bit. Now that you are a two shot shorty. <laughs> don't be telling all my business. Don't what be telling you? all my business. Don't, yeah. I'm a two shot shorty too. I'm a two, I'm a two shot. Yeah. So. What are you looking forward to? Nothing. <laughs> COVID revealed to me that I am clearly, truly. Oh, I can't reveal that though. Now, no, people know introvert. you have two shots. And you don't Correct. have excuses. I told you don't be putting my business out there. Because <laughs> now people are going to expect me to start coming back out. And I realize I enjoy not being out. She like, didn't have two shots. She only has one. <laughs> we're not going to lie. We're not going to just outright lie. I mean, it's out there. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm fully vaccinated. Um, I'm skeptical about, I, I don't think this is a magic um, shot that's going to restore the world or reset us to early 2019 or before uh, standing. I think it's like when 9-11 happened, um, how travel changed so significantly. I think our world is going to shift and change. Um, I think this was one of the major shifts of our lifetime that we mm-hmm. are living through and, and will survive it by the grace of God. Um, but yeah, I'm not looking forward to anything. I'm not, <laughs> I, I want to go back to church, but then I don't um, because it is so convenient not to have to commute to church. It is even more. Now the, at the beginning <laughs> of COVID, I made the kids, we all dressed in the morning. Like we got up and got dressed for church on mm-hmm. Sundays and sat on the couch. And then um you know, when it kept stretching, I was like, well, okay, maybe you can come down in your pajamas, but your teeth got to be brushed. And now, I mean, it's face wash, teeth brushed, you know, in, in some kind of clothes, but it doesn't have to be church kind of clothes. And so now the idea of going back to church with clothes on and, you know, I've always been a borderline non-hugger and by borderline <laughs> non-hugger, I mean, I'm not a hugger. <laughs> and... <laughs> At all. Like appropriate hugs are wonderful, but there aren't many occasions where an, a hug is an appropriate greeting. Um, so I am not looking forward to that, you know, and I'm, I don't know. I just, I feel like in so many ways, there are just, there's a way to be efficient. And I like, I'm tired of Zoom and WebEx mm-hmm. and Teams and whatever, but I also don't feel disconnected. And for me, that's why I like Snapchat. Like Snapchat mm-hmm. is hands down my favorite um, social media platform because I genuinely feel like it is 
I'm there. So mm-hmm. if you send me a snap of your food, I feel like I'm sitting at the restaurant with you. <laughs> if you send me a snap and you're on the beach, I feel like I'm on the beach with you. If you show me that, you know, your pipes burst, I feel like I'm wet. You know, like I um, can can experience just as much um, virtually as I can mm-hmm. in person. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, don't, I don't have anything. I, I, I want, I do want to sit in a room with my grandmom and my mom mm. and not fear that I'm going to kill them. That's what I'm looking forward to. That is my mama. So I, I guess I should say, I am looking forward to that. I am looking mm. forward to um, not, I, I just am looking forward to not worrying that a hug is, mm. or a, a conversation or a shared meal is going to kill somebody. Right. That's what made me decide to, because I I was one of those who was like, okay, give me two or three years, then I get the vaccine. But I'm like, I really want to relax around my family. Yeah. And relax around my friends. Like we've seen each other in person, but it's always like. From a distance. (laughs) Yeah. And that's just. I don't even elbow. I don't want to do that. I'm like. Right. And it's like inside, I feel a hug (laughs) and I'm not a hugger either, but. I don't feel a hug inside. But it's always that that barrier, and it's like we can't do that now. Yeah. The rest of the world, I'm, I'm still. I need six feet. I don't. I do. I'm cool with it. I I don't know. I just I don't know. It. I just don't. A lot of and I and I think a lot of stuff about my life was broken before COVID, mm-hmm. and was just. Um, going through the motions and mm-hmm. doing stuff for the sake of doing it. And I was busy for the sake of being busy. And I was driving all over the Metroplex mm-hmm. all the time. And which, you know, I love driving, but I also was wasting time and mm-hmm. money. And now that I look at, I don't have to drive all these places. I don't have to go all these places. What that gives me for my kids. Like I'm, I've never spent this much uninterrupted awake time with my children Mm -hmm. as I have in COVID. Like that is the most remarkable gift because I get to see them as whole people. I get to see what their teachers see. I send Christmas (laughs) gifts and end of the school year gifts for all that they have to bear. But, you know, I get to, I get to see them and we get to spend time together and Mm -hmm. like, that's a priceless gift. Mm -hmm. So. I agree. I started uh, going to see my mother more because now I'm not running around all the time. So yeah. even if it's an hour a day, you know, here lately, once my uncle passed, it's been more than that, like three or four hours. And like Sunday, we watched Think Like a Man together. She'd never seen it. It was hilarious. That's so cute. <laughs> That's so cute. I, yeah, I miss that. Yeah, I miss so. just sitting on the couch watching something with my mama. Mm-hmm. So I and I'll call her, and she's not listen. That was the one beauty of COVID because she's not, uh, she's not affectionate. Mm-hmm. So not even though when I want to, I want to be able to do it, but it it didn't interrupt anything because right. she ain't, she don't want to be touched anyway. But right. being in her presence, making sure that she doesn't get sick or I haven't brought something from work home to her, it's listen and. She's almost a two shot shorty too. So oh, work it out. <laughs> oh, so listen, when cold, and I do miss like going out to the to eat, going out to the movies, but I love I saving like the money. Hmm. I like bringing it home. 
I do too, but I miss the fellowship a little bit, but just not all the time. I won't. I miss like one place. I what I do want, not anytime soon. I mean, I'm I'm probably months from wanting to, but I want like my close girls. I do want to get together and just Mm -hmm. have a like let's all just be together and laugh and have fun. I do I, miss that, but like it, I, it's not going places. It could very mm-hmm. easily be my house or their house. I said, I was going to do a kickback. Everybody come girls night in, bring your favorite yeah. al- alcoholic beverage. Okay. <laughs> I drink now, so yeah. I'll bring something. Listen, I do. Moderate. Yeah, that is the, uh, I guess the con of COVID is I developed a bit of a, you a, know, drink a taste habit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every Friday. I, um, <laughs> I discovered Taco Cabana and so they have two Ooh, they have margaritas. great margaritas mm-hmm. and so I buy them because they give you the <laughs> alcohol listen I'm sorry to the listeners because this is foolishness but I buy it and what I like about it is I get two I get a strawberry and a mango mm-hmm. and then I take I only want half of one of the bottles of the liquor and so it's perfect it's like a snow cone with just enough to help me to go to sleep that's good uh-huh. I, I, I get that. I'm not a huge, I probably drink a little bit more, but yeah. people tell me you wasting alcohol. Cause I'm just like, I just need a little bit. I don't need a lot. I don't want to be. That's me. I don't, I don't, it does. I, it doesn't make the drink taste better. So I don't <laughs> actually like it. Um, and I that's what I don't like about just... going to places where it's a pre-made drink mm. or where the bar. Oh yeah. Cause drink. you can't I'm control like, the alcohol. Mm, I don't like any of that. And Usually like those either. pre-made ones are $10 and I can make it at home. I could get for $10, yeah. I can get my alcohol and the juice. I'm going to mix it with and some cups and a, a bag there of ice. <laughs> there you go. So That's I think uh, once, once we, everybody's vaccinated or even this summer, we should all come together and I feel like have it. a drink and laugh. I feel like it. I think that would be good. I do miss uh, laughing. I miss, mm-hmm. I miss the roar of laughter with our friends. Yes. Because somebody undoubtedly says something while <laughs> 10 other people are talking. And I mean, I miss that feeling yes. of laughing that deep in my, in my belly. Me yeah. too. Yeah. All right. Oh, so I miss y'all. Speaking y'all of laughing, we, I miss them too. We're going to talk about you know I, I i'm a horrible transition person <laughs> let's make but, a hard turn hard, hey, hard turn so you want to talk about marriage at first sight Derek jackson incident or normalizing luxury in your life let's save that one for last let's save that one for last okay um i'm most passionate about married at first sight <laughs> decide where you want that to be i don't care it doesn't matter to me Okay, well, let's do that next to last. So let's talk about Derek Jackson. Okay, so for people listening, if you don't know who Derek Jackson is, he is like a motivational speaker and his core oh. audience is single women. And he has these books like, you know, Don't Remove Your Crown and Healing After Heartbreak. And he basically has built his career on making videos uh, and posting them on YouTube and giving advice to single women about um, basically how not to let a man take advantage of you. And so women love him. 
men hate him. And let me give you an example. So basically, remember when John Gray got caught like cheating twice or we're going to say cheat, but we'll say allegedly cheating or being involved in an inappropriate relationship that was not with his wife. Then Derek Jackson posted a video about his toxic behavior and how that was negative or whatever towards his wife. So anyway, look it up. Mm, yeah. But recently, <laughs> recently, uh, late breaking news. Right, right. Like I really know. And I know, I know, but I don't know. Yeah. So um, there's another YouTube uh, influencer, I guess, Tasha K. She gets in contact, someone contacts her about Derek Jackson and basically saying he's been married, I think for almost two years. And she was his side chick. And she comes with the receipts <laughs> showing where he's texting back and forth and let's meet up. And she accused him of having sex with her in his wife's bed and yada, yada, yada. Messy, messy child. And then he comes. He, so for like two days, he didn't say anything. But then after that, he posts this video with his wife. He's like clutching her hand about how he had given his life that he admitted to cheating several times but he repeatedly. had that, repeatedly but he had given his wife did leave him but that was before he gave his life to Christ <laughs> once he gave his life to Christ he started doing what was necessary to heal the relationship and so now they're back together and uh, then the wife came out with a response video because um, social media kind of just went off on her because they felt like uh, like she was accused of being like in a cult, <laughs> brainwashed, she a hostage, she a hostage. Her. She um, basically she was saying that she did leave. She tried to hold him accountable. But it's by the grace of God, she's still with her husband and they're making it work because we see her bonnet. She sees the helmet of salvation. <laughs> that's where I went. And so that's what's going on. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, your thoughts and go for it. <laughs> yeah, so much to unpack. I did not know who he was up front. Oh, um, also, he's good looking. He's very nice looking. It's kind of fine yeah. chocolate brother yeah. okay yeah. he good. seems like he he seems like he thinks he is too um <laughs> so I didn't know who he was you were the first person who sent me anything about it and I was like why is she sending this dude like who is he <laughs> and am I supposed to know who he is and so what I really thought I thought he was Chris's friend the the pastor guy from A marriage at first sight, first sight. <laughs> and so I was like oh no what is he doing he's trying to start something up or whatever <laughs> And then I realized soon, very, very soon after that, I realized, oh, this is who this is. I don't know. I mean, I just think, you know, you got to be really careful when you expose other people, because again, you attract attention to yourself. And I, yikes, it's so tragic. Like I'm laughing, but I'm not laughing inside. I felt bad for her. I feel bad for her. Yeah. I feel bad for everybody. I feel bad for the people who I saw some um, some people who apparently he, like women who he came after and he was like, you're stupid for staying or you're, you know, whatever. And they're like, so now is your wife stupid? And mm. like, you know, cause I mean, apparently he had like really gone after them. I, don't, I just, I like, I love self-help stuff. And I love when people 
you know, can share their experience or their testimony to help others. But I also think like you got to keep a level of humility because we all sin, we all fall short of the glory. And um, I, what I, what I liked about him was I do think despite his, what appeared to me to be significant arrogance and control, because I, I felt like he was holding, he was like, he was pulling her from her, a, yeah. a nonverbal communication perspective. He was pulling her into his space mm-hmm. and she was um, rather stiff, which, you yeah. know, whatever. Um, but I, what I will say is if I felt like he was more humble, um, I think that the way that he accepted responsibility for what he did and called a thing a thing was commendable because a lot of times people not just men but people make excuses or we recategorize the things that we did that were wrong and while it stung every time he said I mean I had relationships and some were sexual and some were and I was just like do you have (laughs) but I was but what I was glad was that he wasn't tap dancing around like I had some indiscretions, but she still got a dig Ent- to see well, how <laughs> entanglement <bad was> or <laughs> entanglement. Like how bad was it? What did you do? Why, you know, how long did it go? So I, I did feel like he did a good job of being able to articulate. This is what I did. I know that it caused harm. This is the harm I know that it caused. And this is how um, I'm trying to build forward. So uh, kudos to him for that. Now, everything else about their body language, everything else about how, he acted everything else about how scripted it felt, everything else about how odd she looked um, and how uncomfortable she looked, um, spoke to me and said, he still doesn't care anything about her. Because even if that's her personality, if you care about somebody, you are not gonna let them get embarrassed. Right. And, and if you're that yoked, cause I mean, he was, he's buff. Um, and had on that medium shirt and you know, <laughs> it was, it was there for the world to see. Yeah. Like if you are going to put on your medium shirt and zip it up in the back, so it hugs you in the right ways, why can't you make sure your wife, Yeah. at least the camera angle is complimentary for her. Like, I mean, <laughs> he didn't do a thing to show her in a positive light. Um, and so that I felt, I felt that I watched her video. Mm-hmm. God bless her. Um, <laughs> I hope the Holy Spirit, you know, is a present part of their life because they said a lot of things that um, are biblical and they said a lot of things that are religious. I personally didn't recognize the same Holy Spirit that speaks to me, <laughs> but that doesn't mean my Holy Spirit's uh, voice is the right one. It just means those things sounded foreign, <laughs> despite the fact, you know, because I mean, even the devil knows how to cro- quote scripture. Exactly. He quoted scripture to Jesus. And so, you know, it just, it felt uh, tragic. It did. It did. I felt like I agree with everything that you said, especially her, how uncomfortable she was. Yeah. And my thing is, even if we are working on this and we have moved on, if I'm not ready to go on camera and talk about that, don't force me to do that. Don't put me there. Don't like, here's the thing. I'm a professional communicator, right? Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's part of my job is to communicate. And I mean, let's practice. Yeah. Let's film it a couple of times. Cause I mean, clearly they recorded their, they memorized their script. And so let's have a couple dress rehearsals and let's, (laughs) let's, 
roll back that beautiful bean footage and see <laughs> what it looked look. like. How did I respond to that? What was, you know, is the lighting situation good? Is the, is the angle right? Should I be sitting on the other side? Should I lean? Like, I just feel like if you're trying to package yourself as, and sell this ridiculous book, right? Because like, that was the other thing that pissed me. That, that Our book work so well. If you want to learn more about how I betrayed my wife and convinced her to stay and sit here with white knuckles, buy my book. Yikes! Um, <laughs> I was but like, I, just, I just feel like not authentic. He just didn't set her up for any level of success. And what I really thought was, I suspect that some of his side pieces are watching this. And thinking, see, we still have the upper hand on her. Oh, wow. Well, you know what I mean? Like bad. he, cause, cause whatever he's told them, Hey, gorgeous. Hey, beautiful. Make sure you blah, 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 blah. Right. All that foolishness. I'm, I am certain that part of the narrative of who she is in Misty's imagination of how this scheme has worked. <laughs> he has told them she don't care nothing about herself and you know, I'm here because I, I feel like God is calling me to do this and mm-hmm. I got to make right, whatever. But you see, like, it's not you a star on the video. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I live with, girl. That's why I like your big booty and your fine this. And you know what I mean? Wait a minute. Push pause. I'm going to address the hey, beautiful, the good mornings. Because Liz and I talk about this all the time. And she's like, Tracy, there's nothing wrong know your with name. it. They don't know your name. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, not I, I haven't dated a whole lot and probably I the reason I haven't is because I pick up on cues and I'm yeah. like if you're texting me hey beautiful hi beautiful hey gorgeous my name is Tracy who else are you texting those exact same things and it's so easy and if we're thinking oh my god he called me beautiful I'm gorgeous and it's like that's so game. It's just game. So Not that you aren't beautiful and or that you aren't gorgeous because you are. But if that's how you address yeah. me first without calling my name, it's just so easy to give you a nickname. And so I'm real particular about terms of endearment. Why are you giving me that? And I haven't earned that. And you haven't earned it. I yeah. think terms like babe and bae or gorgeous and beautiful or darling or sugar or whatever you choose to call your significant other, that comes with time. Yeah. We've got and to I know think each proper other. context. Right. Like, I, I, so I tend to agree with you. I think now, I, you know, I'll, uh, full disclosure, I haven't dated in 24 years. <laughs> I don't know nothing about, hey, beautiful texts. Oh man, um, or you know, or or and what, you be, listen, and you feel like butterflies, like oh, I got a good morning text, and then I, when I yeah. wake up for real, I'm like, he didn't sent this to twenty other bitches, so don't even worry. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, I I just I don't know, I don't know. Uh, it just it felt so. It was staged. So staged, feel- like everything about. But again, like little Nas X, I'm discovering him. <laughs> the height and so I have the perspective so you know other people might not feel this way but I have the perspective of him coming into my line of sight where mm-hmm. I I get the the benefit of this is what he promoted and this is who he has you know has demonstrated that he is and I tend to believe what people show me better than what they tell me um, not always I, I I have made some some significant mistakes by not believing <laughs> what people show but I do try to to look at, you know, what is what is your investment and what are 
what are you doing? Because I do think texting makes it really easy to copy and paste. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, one. Of, and I mentioned that because that was one of the texts he sent to his multiple girl. People. Yeah. And I'm like, and I think I posted about it in the Sora comment. It was like, you know, he's, you. it really, like the text revealed inappropriateness, but not necessarily that he was cheating. And the text that, what I shared was something like, it's always a good morning text. Beware lady, it's, it's kryptonite. And she was yeah. like, this is so unfair. And I was like- I think that che- is cheating. I think, you know, I my mama used to say all the time that hell is not a- like the road to hell is not a stairway it is a slide and I think that if you are willing to send another person consistent complimentary flirty texts that's so inappropriate you are an inch away from I mean like that's that's the gateway like that's that's how it just happened you Mm -hmm. know like I don't remember if it was Cat Williams or what comedian but he was like you know when people get caught having an affair and they're like well it just happened and it's like oh so you were walking on the sidewalk and you just slipped into (laughs) the pussy and I remember like I think that the way that it just happens though is that you entertain these entanglements Mm -hmm. you entertain inappropriateness and you reclassify it as something else Mm-hmm. Um, she's and, just my friend or she's my work yeah he's my work and I mean you don't need that kind of friend Mm-mm. you don't need that kind of friend I, in my in I got one husband opinion. that's it well you got one wife that's it yeah that's I'm probably it. gonna be a stalker wife so oh. when I get married you are so oh, crazy I'm, I'm crazy I tell my line sister Nikki no, I'm not time. that's not my ministry oh no I'm I trust crazy. until I can't trust and when I can't trust I won't trust. oh no I'm not gonna stalk or not I'm not I'm not gonna like go through phones or nothing like that but you know once we marry you just go in the other room so just uh listen uh we're gonna make this work yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going on the camera and tell nobody we- I'm sure tell I'm not going on <laughs> nobody all my business in another like room <laughs> but that unless I'm with Oprah in the beginning if I'm with Oprah I'll tell all my business I mean I'll tell oh. it I'll tell all your business too but <laughs> I am not going live in my living room right Just, we sharing with strangers out. the intimate details oh, of in the other room we listen we mad at each other today okay yeah. we'll talk about it tomorrow you're so silly, <laughs> you're so silly. We'll see how it goes tomorrow. There you go. <laughs> I say that now and then I'll get married and be divorced in a year and be like, ah. You know what? Marriage is just life. That's it. Single is just life. That's it. It's just life. Mm-hmm. You know? And so you'll do what you do now. You because you make you it work. Who you are. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you are who you are. And it'll, you know, it's yeah. just life. Make it work. And no... listen, I have told you recently that I didn't even want to do it anymore. So. I'm back at I think that. that's okay. <laughs> I think that's okay. I think that's when you're gonna find it. Uh, but I think that's okay. <laughs> okay. I don't think everything is for everybody. I think you know, like people get real. You should have kids. You should get married. Oh, no. You should do whatever. You should do whatever path is open right in front of you that feels right that moment. And that's and, what I feel about Derek Jackson. I'm like they making it work for them. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not telling her to like. Yeah, but. I, I can't tell. She might be beating him. Who exactly. knows? Who knows? <laughs> but she what I did want to ask is, I felt bad because, and I saw this in another situation too, when um, Layla Roshan's husband got caught with Nicole Murphy. And it's like mm-hmm. women tore 
they tear the woman down. Well, look how she looking. And I'm like, at the end of the day, this nigga wrong. <laughs> Why are we well, turning down the and woman? And gorgeous women get cheated on. Yeah, Beyonce. Stupid women get cheated on. Brilliant women get cheated on. Mm-hmm. You know, all, like all kinds of women get cheated on. I, I think, I mean, I take, I agree. And I hated that when they came after Lila Rashawn for mm-hmm. getting away. Because I mean, like food is good and mm-hmm. life is good. So it's do, <laughs> and you don't know what makes people lose or gain weight. So mm-hmm. like get about her business. Um, but I, I think personally that in this case, she and he set her up for the kind of response mm-hmm. that she got. Well, not when knowing she came him out with the helmet of salvation, <laughs> I was like, sis, I can't help you no more. You set yourself up for that one. <laughs> she's pretty. She I is. Say she pretty. is cute. I liked she's, her. She's, she's I just, super, super cute. I saw pain I on her face. I was like, that girl's in pain whether she want to admit it or not. Yeah. Just I, don't, I, mean, I don't know. She might just be introverted. I mean, she, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we don't know. She might have a man on the side for her. Oh, true. Might be his kids. I mean, <laughs> I don't know nothing about their real business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that, again, if he is selling himself and he is selling his expert opinion and this aspirational lifestyle, he failed his brand dramatically oh, by yeah. leaving her out uncovered like that, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I'm not saying she needed to wear makeup because apparently she's not a makeup and all the hair and stuff kind of person or whatever. God bless you. You ain't got to be. She's pretty. So she doesn't mm-hmm. need a whole lot of stuff. But I think for the kind of business that he's in and for the kind of platform that they were on, they didn't, they, they didn't practice enough. <laughs> <laughs> they just plain and simple were not on the level of what they needed to be and would afford them (laughs) so shame 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 like cersei lannister i was thinking the princess bride Bride. oh you should go watch it it's on disney oh i've seen it i don't remember the princess (laughs) yeah i just think that i i think she her posture wasn't strong her which and i and i honestly think if she was sitting there crying maybe people wouldn't have been so well but she was like stockholm syndrome like she just seemed <laughs> stuck she really, and that's why i say pain it just felt like she didn't seem like she was energy, that much pain to me she just the seemed, energy that i got was it was like i'm over this that's what i got mm-hmm. i felt like she was dead on the inside mm-hmm. And she's just a shell of, you know, but like, no, because I, I do like on a serious note, I do think that there are times when we can get hurt so deeply mm-hmm. and so oh, badly yeah. that we are literally just sleepwalking yeah. through our life. And that's more of what I felt like she, mm-hmm. to me, she appeared was that she wasn't even really there yeah. and, and she wouldn't have been able to prepare herself for what was going to come. But again, because he's writing books. And he's recording himself every day, every week, however often in his car. And he's yoked up. So he's going to the gym and, and you know, doing what he needs to do to get there. Or the plastic surgeon, whatever he's doing. <laughs> whatever it is, God bless him. Um, but he knew better mm-hmm. than to put her again. Like, I just, I think 
when I, when I look at him from the outside looking in judging because he's put something on a platter for me to judge, I just think less of him because he left her uncovered. He left her uncovered while he was hey beautiful and everybody else. He left her uncovered while he was lying to her. He left her uncovered while he potentially could have given her diseases or whatever else. And then he left her uncovered when he had her gripping her knuckles and drug across to his <laughs> side of the screen, you know, slouched over with whatever she was wearing. I mean, the bonnet was the least of my concerns. Mm-hmm. Like her bosoms were not appropriately supported. Hurt. I couldn't tell if those were jeans or pajama jeans or jeggings or like she and and the whole filming setup was not lit to her. It was not. It was all about him. It, it was he all was about the focus. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, he's the one who has a following, but like, don't don't drag me into that, man. Don't walk across your flowers and then invite people over to take pictures <laughs> of them. Like, yikes. <laughs> Oh, that's what I love about you. You can bring in God and talk about some of the crazy stuff, crazy stuff. <laughs> and, and make scripture just cover it. Just, just so applicable. Fix it, Jesus. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, bring in the covering. All right, I see it. <laughs> he just didn't. I mean, he just he did not. <laughs> he did not. Like, that's my biggest problem with him is at no point in, in this did he ever cover her and do... What as, even in acknowledging what he did that was wrong, he never covered her. He never put her care and needs at the forefront. It, it does not appear. Um, but I mean, you know, whatever he's doing, she said, I want more of it. <laughs> and I wish them well. Me too. <laughs> I don't wish them harm. And I, I would love for this to be their rock bottom and for them to see nothing but blessing up. from, from yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, because you can always bounce back. But some I do appreciate. Now that's what I do appreciate about Lila Rochon's approach is she didn't go on Instagram, social media. Matter of fact, she shut a page down for a couple of months, and then she just came back better. (laughs) And they still together, which is their right to do that. Okay, you know. But and you don't know what she felt, what what she thought, what they did, what was going on. She might have cheated on him last year. He now cheated on her, and now they're even or right or cheating might not be like I think everyone has separate deal deal breakers Mm -hmm. and and I think you you have the ability to pick and choose what your deal breakers are and if that's not your deal breaker it's not your deal breaker Mm -hmm. for other people you know something that seems minor is a deal breaker and you know I mean I've had several friends because I'm a great listener. I may not have yeah. a lot of relationships, but I try not to judge people based on my own experiences. And I'm a listener and whatever people choose to do, whether they're going to stay, go, that's, that's, that's on them. Exactly. So people tend to will call me and vent or share their whatever journey, relationship yeah. journeys. And I remember talking to a couple of friends and like, you're not done until you're done. And women are not done until they're done. You can say you're mad about it. You can say you wouldn't do this and I wouldn't do that. You don't know that until you're in the middle of that thing. And you invested time and energy in somebody and you're not done until you're done. Well, and you don't like, I think to everything, there's a season. Here Mm -hmm. I go with scripture, right? For everything, there's a season. And I think there are certain things that in different seasons of your life would be deal breakers mm-hmm. 
that are not in other seasons of your life. And so it just really depends on a whole lot of factors. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, you, you do what you got to do. And then do what you got to do. Speaking of that, what does Paige have to do? (gasps) Speaking of deal breakers, let's talk about marriage at first sight okay before we get started I do want to say that we have a couple of sorrows who are kind of doing like a live conversation about the show every week and that's uh Bettina and um Teresa they were um Lambda Chi Soros and so I will share it and so I don't want to take their thunder but I did want to throw in our conversation because they that's all they talk about they do a game (laughs) They do words and they try to incorporate the words, right? (laughs) They're spring 99. So they try to incorporate like the words they do a trap spelling bee words. So they try to use the words in their conversation about the show. And they talk about the whole show. So for those of you who are listening, um, they do it every Sunday, I think at three o'clock. And so I joined last week and I'm like, I'm like, you're not even a show. Stop coming. But it was really good. And they do a really yeah. thorough job of talking about each couple. Um, we won't necessarily get into it like that, but we are going to yeah. at least talk about Paige and Chris. So if yeah, you, you know, I fast me, forward through everybody who's not black. <laughs> I don't feel bad. I mean, I've watched 12 seasons and I do pretty much. The, if I don't others, fast forward, I do other stuff. So yeah, we'll share it on my page. I'm going to tag you so you can check them yeah. out. I want to check them out. I, I'll go back and watch. I came to Married at First Sight uh, very late. <laughs> I joined because I saw like how much people were talking about Paige and Paige why and she couldn't oh, see what a fuck boy he is. And I wanted to see too. And I have not been disappointed. <laughs> he is. Okay. Put it like this. I have watched all 12 seasons there are a couple of seasons that I did not finish because I'm like oh, everybody on here boring and so people are threatening to boycott the season because that's you know it's literally a show about people who meet each other for the first time when they get yeah. married they're matched by professional experts and I typically like a little drama just a little bit because it's entertaining the people who are boring and actually fall in love I'm like yeah 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 (laughs) but I can say I do just a little bit I want a little little bit not off the rails now yeah I want to have just a little conflict so they struggle but then in the event in the end they make it or they just say this ain't gonna work but Chris is awful awful he has literally this has been the first season where I'm like, they have conflict, but I don't want to watch this. This is it's hard to watch. Traumatic. <laughs> it is traumatic to see one how they use my savior's name in vain mm-hmm. consistently. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of when did we talked about is- Eric Jackson. I'm like, y'all gonna stop lying on Jesus <laughs> again. The Holy Spirit that's speaking to them. Does not sound like the Holy Spirit that speaks to me, but I might be the one who has it wrong and not them. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying those are not the same things that the Holy Spirit <sighs> that I get guided by says to me. I, Chris is just, he, I told um, my, uh, my 16 year old son and I watched. So when we started binge watching it, mm-hmm. it was after we got the second dose and we stayed up till three in the morning and we watched like 
four or five episodes, which is why we started fast forwarding past everybody who wasn't black. <laughs> they were boring and it was taking too long. And I didn't know that these episodes were so long. And they so, didn't used to be, they've gotten longer. Oh yeah. It's awful. And so, so we had been fast forwarding. And so, um, the last episode I had paused and my son's not watching it now because we got caught up. And so now I'm watching it live ish. Mm -hmm. And um, he was like, oh my God, is he still terrible? And I was like, he's awful. And let me tell you, I know that like if my children grow up and they don't accept it and they don't know how to call on Jesus, they may not go to church or they may do whatever they want, but they need to know how to call on Jesus. Um, I, I would feel like a failure. Number two would be for my son, if he is, a, my sons, I have two sons, if they are fuck boys, like <laughs> I will feel like I failed miserably there is like I can't imagine what his parents feel about the way that he carries himself. and then to try to turn it on her this time okay let me give him a little what? background I've, I've, I've mentioned it in a previous episode in one of my little pre I don't even know what to call those sections but just in case you haven't heard that Chris basically has told Paige that he's not attracted to her he has a baby on the way with his ex-fiance who he got engaged to like they got married in August they, he was engaged in February they broke up and pretty much about a month before he actually got married on the show he slept with the ex and so supposedly supposedly he tells her on the honeymoon I have a baby on the way <laughs> And then, so she's asking, she tells him, you know, we can make it work. You know, that's why I signed up for the show because, you know, this is a covenant marriage and, you know, I will, I will do what I need to do. And he pretty much tells her, Jesus bear the cross again. <laughs> he tells her, I'm going to try to make it work with my ex. So Chris brings the ex on the show. They have a sit down. The um, ex is disgusted with Chris. <laughs> And Paige is still like, at that point, she was like, well, this no longer serves me. But he leans over, whispers in her ear, what I can't remember or don't he know. He said, I'm just scared. And I'm Paige scared I could really fall for you. That was the uh, Black Amex code for he still want me. <laughs> right. He loves me, but he wants to be responsible. And I think that a man who wants to take care of his children is a good sign of, you know, he's going to be a provider too. And I just have to be patient. Girl, you are doing the most for somebody that you've known for four, four three weeks. weeks, three to four three, weeks. Well, yeah. I mean, like that's extending a whole lot of grace that you don't have to. <laughs> Oh, and he tells her, I forgot to say this. I did say this in the mini thing. He tells her that he's not attracted to her. To her. The That's day they the get married, part. the day they get married, he was like, well, you really, I'm not really attracted to you. For like me, that. that is, that is the beginning of the absolute worst and part. And then he sleeps with her. That night. Twice. That night. And then, she does. She has gorgeous shape. She's cute. She's cute. And they continuously <laughs> sleep with each other the whole honeymoon, even after she knows he has a baby on the way. So they both are working with something. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so, okay, now let, let's dive more in. I, so for me, the biggest <laughs> problem I have is the way that he reacted when he saw her coming down the aisle. 
Oh yeah. I just don't think anyone should be in a relationship with someone whose first reaction to seeing them is oh yeah. Dang. Now keep in mind baby. Hold on, keep in mind Chris is not Derek Jackson. <laughs> Chris is not even cute. I mean, I'm sure his mother thinks he is and maybe his grandmama, but she might have told the truth. He's not that cute. Um, Somebody said he looked like uh, Lester on 227. Lester was cute. I'm offended on behalf of Lester. Chris is not ugly, but he's just so ordinary. Like he's acting like he's okay. He's awful. And she's not, she's pretty. She's not, she might not be his type and that's okay. Like okay that's not my type but like to recoil when you yeah. see somebody she's like pretty I, she's accomplished she's an accountant she's but see i don't want him to want her for none of that because that's using her mm-hmm. and they keep and like that's what the his little friend the pastor dude and um like his two people mm-hmm. i don't remember who they are the his pa- brother and the pastor or whoever it was it like two pastors i think okay so they're trying to get him. They're like, no, Paige is the one because she's successful and she's mm-hmm. fine and she's a good wife and she's going to be this. And whatever Mercedes is, she ain't none of that stuff because they ain't riding for her at, at all. all. They're like, go with Paige. But I'm like, don't go with her because what she offers, because what she offers is temporal, right? Like she might have an accident and need him to care for her. She might, you know, like any number or of vice things versa. happen. Yeah, where you wanting her for what she looks like on paper is not as important as you seeing her and valuing her as a human. And at least trying to even get to know her. Yes. And so like I like that and that then he slept with her unprotected repeatedly. Yikes. Yeah. So that's what I I feel like, and I'm not I'm not a fan of the show in that I hadn't watched it other seasons, but I feel like at that they should have and they can out. they can because there was a previous season where a guy, the girl, his his wife, she was she was like nasty to him. And he was just like, I I'm not gonna continue this. I'm yeah. not going to stay married. So they kept filming. They just filmed them separately with their families, yeah. with their friends. They kind of asked them what was wrong. And so they can keep filming so they can still get their checks. They don't have they to stay married. And so that's my thing with Paige. I'm like, sis, God, God also gives us a way of escape. He's giving them to you all the time. I need you to use them because where we mess up as Christians. And I said this before is we don't hold ourselves accountable to our own choices and we use yeah. God and scripture as an escape. This is yeah. a covenant. This God, I'm just going to pray it. And we miss God. Led me. Right. He may be showing you what not to do. Now, the way <laughs> and I've I been there. Saying, don't get me wrong. I'm not judging her from, time. from a higher than standpoint. It's more of a standpoint of I've, I've been there sis. I've yeah. tried to convince myself something was something and it was not recognize it now before you hurt yourself even and then you're mad at yourself because you know you had a choice to walk away and you stayed and now you're damaged because of the choice that you made and that's what I want for her is to be like I'm gonna walk away from this now I think so the the only reason I give her a level of grace Mm -hmm. is because I do think that in these kinds of reality quote-unquote shows 
they are filming tons that never makes it off the editing floor. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so the things that we hear and see are the stories that the producers have created based on hours and hours and hours of footage. So the only thing I'm willing to give her credit for is that the way that they're packaging it is not how it actually happened. Okay. That perhaps (laughs) there were, (laughs) you know, great pregnant pauses in the situation and she doesn't see it. But I do feel like the producers see it. And I think that is an unfortunate, like, I just, I just think that it's awful that he could not be attractive, not value her as a person, sleep with her and risk her life. And then just keep going in the show. Like God told them. (laughs) I'm just like, stop. Jesus in heaven. Like I ain't told y'all that. I didn't say that. That's not me. Sorry, Jesus. <laughs> he ain't said that. Like, oh, I don't think that's just, what he said. But I will tell y'all, I'll tell you, if you have a chance, go back and watch. I sent you a list. Yes, I'm gonna go back and watch them. Listen, I gotta figure Chris out. Chris is awful. He really he's terrible. He's awful, but, but there were he others. Can <laughs> he can teach people. Like, I think all of us are awful, right? Like, if you catch me on the uh, right day, right yeah. kind of camera, you you would I'm awful there. What is it? Beyonce has a a song, you know, about her flaws. I got lots of flaws, (laughs) lots and lots and lots of flaws. Um, What did she say? I'm a bitch in the morning. I'm something else in the afternoon. Like all that can Mm -hmm. be true. But I I just think there's an undercurrent of dishonesty. Oh yeah. He's very deceitful. She called him duplicitous. And I was like, that's exactly what he is. is. But I hate the fact that you are starting with this season because you will see, if you start with season one, you will see the progression of fuckboyness. Yeah. (laughs) And then you will realize, well, damn, (laughs) they really... He is the pinnacle of yeah. fuck boys now. Yeah. He's the Satan, the little Nas X. Uh-huh. I'll give him that. But there was one, Brand. if y'all are listening, find the, and you haven't binged, try to binge the one with Brandon and Taylor. <laughs> I listen. just, again, good TV, like it gives I us something it. to talk about. I, they should have talked about Brandon and Taylor because they were, listen, Brandon was the Chris before Chris. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, I just I think I it's it's so painful to watch both of them. And then like this last episode, he tried to act like, well, you only want to film. You don't right. want to date me with and that. And he just flipped that on her. That either. And then that cry she did, I'm just like, ah, I can't. <laughs> what you crying for? No, I want to. I want to. And so so with that, I'm hoping, like you said, something happened in between and they just couldn't paste that cry and made it look like she was crying about I'm like. He's told you who he was like the whole time. He's shown you. I mean, I just, that he slept with that girl a month before the show, which he had to have already been casted, right? Mm -hmm. He had to already be in the process. He slept with someone right before he came on the show. And then he slept with you. Like I would be considering legal recourse. (laughs) He slept with me unprotected and you had slept. 
again, I have not dated in 24 years. So I don't know if I can actually, <laughs> that's a reasonable expectation for behaviors, but it feels like it should be. It is <laughs> like, I'm, sir, <laughs> we still have HIV. COVID is the hot topic right now, but HIV yeah. is still real. It is still a real thing. And so it's chlamydia and so it's gonorrhea. And Syphilis. so are, yeah, I mean, all kinds, all kinds of things that you don't want to have. And so uh, like that just feels terrible um the couple you know i don't know their names so the little uh vinny and party. brianna vincent or clara i like and, them i like vincent and uh brianna a lot clara and ryan clara and ryan are a mess i think he is i think he and um Paige should have been matched up um Paige oh yeah a little too fast tail for him yeah. but i think that she should have been she could have pulled it together and been first lady enough for him I think she could have. Yeah. I think Clara is, she's just coming across really desperate to me. I was going to say thirsty. <laughs> she's thir But it's like, you know, I've moved faster in all my relationships, but you're on the show because none of those work. <laughs> so maybe and that's my thing with all of them. Okay. It's like, y'all are on here for a reason. Right. Yeah. So I, so he's clearly not going to get to be in love with her and she, and cause he's got something holding him up from ever even saying he loves you to anyone. Like there, yeah. there's something there and you know, good for him. Um, but so they're weird. I like Vincent and Brianna. Um, I thought her family was so shady so in the back, oh, uh, right? when they, when they did were like, the and she's bossy, and then, <laughs> da, 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 but she's bossy, and blah, 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 and she's, and I'm like, okay, like two or three were okay, but now y'all are like being real hateful, and I would be mad at my family <laughs> if, I mean, like my family will tell people what my flaws are with reckless abandon. They, do. <laughs> my ego is not important, um, nor is their ego important to me when I'm, you know, whatever. We're we're just that open, but. It was, it was too much, mm -hmm. you know? And, and it's like, well, all her relationships fail because she's too bossy. I mean. And so you've all, they've already put, he just met this girl and they already yeah. feeding his mind with something negative. Yeah. So now his reactions are every reaction he has had has that's negative is always because he feels like she's bossing him around. Yes. And picking on him. Mm -hmm. and, and so I think he's young. I think he's immature. I think that the little therapist woman was right when she said, you're trying not to mess up. And so mm -hmm. you're not being authentic. And he was like, that's exactly what it is. Like, I really like her and I want this to work. And so I, I think that's think, why he's having those little outbursts. And I think he's a little obsessive too. Like that Latin lover, like I'm, I'm committed and I'm all in. And yeah. I think he wants to be all in, but then he comes back. And so that kind of, he doesn't want to get played. Right. He wants I'm, to be all in, but he doesn't want to get played. And, um, and he's and a bit he's insecure. Yeah. yeah. Cause he was worried about that too little shirt. <laughs> well, but I thought that was so sweet. Like when he finally said, I mean, my, I was also uncomfortable because it was hot was and I had the two little shirt on. <laughs> and I was like, it was a little, that's too real. it was tight. It was tight. <laughs> But I, so I like him. I think I do. I like him too. I, I like think him they, too. They might Those are the only now, two couples the little, I really pay attention to. Okay, well, no. So there's another one. I pay, like, they always seem to be right before Chris and them. And so I Virginia. catch them. Yes. Virginia and Eric. Party girl and the Republican. <laughs> he is so dismissive. He's dismissive like, he, and controlling. 
Yes. And he's like, I mean, she's the one with the problem. So she's going to have to fix it. Yeah. I'm not moving. So if you're going to stay here, you just do whatever. Yeah. And she's young. And one, she's young and she's still wild. She's still out there having fun with her friends. She wants to hang out. I'm I'm believing she didn't really tell anybody that she was going to do marriage at first sight. She just decided to do it. And she didn't understand what marriage really meant because she doesn't want to give up spending the night at her homeboy's house. She, yeah, but I don't think that, I don't think she thought they were going to pair her with an old man. Exactly. That too, because he's older. She thought that she was going to get paired with another party animal and they were going to retire from the club together eventually and And, like he ain't never been to a club (laughs) and that just I'm like what but I mean clearly they have the best sexual relationship he shut that door like (laughs) well and like they were like we you know that's the part we're always touching each other I I just want her to stop wearing drunk eyeshadow that's it yeah she struggles she's just young she's young She's young and free, and I, I just, I really dislike how dismissive he is. I don't want her. him to crush her spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, she's twenty-five. Like she like, I don't want to. What did she say? She didn't want to move mm-hmm. into his place first, and he was like, "Well, that, I mean, that was mm-hmm. your problem." And yeah, to come on over here and move. And it. clearly, he's not ready to be married again either, because you should have learned from your first marriage that it's about compromise, like you know what but is the thinks, deal but he thinks you know as people who believe it with you know the same things that he believes that ideology that it's somebody else's problem like if you have a problem well that's your problem so you mm-hmm. go and fix it no you're supposed to you're supposed to see me meet me where i am and we develop a new it is not mm-hmm. i move over to your road and and i just do what you want me to do exactly yeah well you think they go so who do you think will stay together who do you think will get a divorce vince and brianna will stay together nobody else will damn (laughs) ashley said nobody (laughs) i don't know any of the other people really well like i know there's that one girl who has like her boyfriend or her husband is a jerk Mm -hmm. and but she also has walls up uh, Um, Haley, Haley and jacob Yes. Yeah, she's and so, like, not really she giving keeps a buying chance. him gifts and stuff, but it's like to control him. <laughs> not Dress appropriate, Haley. Not appropriate. <laughs> and I think they were getting along until they slept together. So I'm thinking one of them don't know what they're doing. Something. Something. <laughs> so I was like, oh well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I really do. I don't think on. they're gonna make it. I don't think um I don't think Virginia and Eric can make it, but maybe they can. I mean, who knows? Um, I pray that the real Holy Spirit speaks to to Chris or Paige and they don't make it. Um, you said the real Holy Spirit. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, just saying. I'm with you on it. The one who like, loves us and protects us and who helps us. The Bible. To divide. Like he showed up for at first off, he was like, let's have Bible study. And then he was like, well, you lead it. And then he showed up unprepared. Like, exactly. how dare that's the biggest you. clue. I'm like, sis, if he's a man of God, like he said, like, not, yeah. not a preacher, because remember, he said he was a preacher for two months and then it didn't pay enough. She doesn't know that. You did it. <laughs> it was like in the kickoff special. She doesn't know that though, because all of that happens before they meet. 
Otherwise, that would be. I don't the- know why they cast this man. I don't I mean, even. I mean, a Bible thumper, and he fit that, and that was enough because he's awful. He's, he's just horrible. He's, he's just, terrible. and you know what? He's probably a fine person. He's not ready to be a father. He's not ready to be a husband. He's not ready to be an ex-boyfriend. He's not ready to be a boyfriend. He's mm-hmm. just not ready. He just wants to have fun, and that's okay. You just need and to you own should that. go have fun. Mm-hmm. And like my Ashley said in her episode, people want the wedding, but they don't want the marriage. Amen. And that's what he wants. Well, I think the I think we do a terrible job. I think we do a terrible, terrible, terrible job of presenting what marriage actually is. Mm-hmm. And so I think people want the fantasy mm-hmm. of it ends something and it's just happily ever after right. and forever. And it doesn't, it's life is life, whether you're married or single, whether you have kids or don't have kids, whether you, you know, no matter what your career path is, like it's just life and you're living it as it comes and Mm -hmm. you can't predict what it's going to be and you can't determine how you're going to react, feel or behave Mm -hmm. as life comes at you. And so it's really just deciding, okay, well, whatever comes around the corner, I want to do that with you, Mm -hmm. right? And I don't think, I think that a lot of times people just don't want what's coming around their corner, whether they're single married or otherwise, they just don't want what's around the corner. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know it till it's a, till you get you around the know. corner. I, oh my gosh. I couldn't have predicted any parts of my life. Oh no, me either. Up until no. the moment I was in them. And even when I was in them, I could just like, how am I, I here? like Paige <laughs> didn't know how I got there. Well, a couple of them, I'm like, uh, oh, I asked for a whole lot of stuff. I, <laughs> I, I sought crazy, um, in, in various stages in my life. Right. And I just think it's easier now that I'm older with some weird, and that's one thing I try to give her and remember she's only 25. She's 25. Yeah, she's she's in an isolated situation without her friends and her family. And she has this ideal of right. what marriage will be. Mm-hmm. And and I do think, I suspect she has a desperation of, I'm never going to find a man who loves Jesus. Ah. Oh. Right? You think? Like, of course I think. I mean, who's at your church? The single and male. Oh, and church. Looking for women. They're not looking for them at church. <laughs> so, right. So like if you're a church girl mm-hmm. and you are, if you're a church girl and you're 25 and you're looking to be first lady, like, mm-hmm. right. And you want someone who enjoys Bible study and you want someone like your pickings are slim. Oh yeah. When it comes to that. Five most guys are still trying to get over the fact that their mamas made them or daddies made them go to church their whole life. And they just, you know, are in year six or seven of not having (laughs) to go to church every Sunday. And here you are, you want to be married to church. So I do think she has a, um, she has this idea. I think that if she's going to marry a strong believer, she just sort of needs to accept all kinds of other stuff. Yes. Which that's means, sad. It's so sad. It's so and, sad. And I would there say. There are so few church. There are so few young men who openly in their early 20s love the Lord. 
and uh, who who consistently and regularly attend church correct and they may love the lord lord yes. but it's like i i can worship at home yeah. i mean i just <laughs> think it's not it's a hard. negative so, you know it's because not it's not a judgment but, like the church needs to do better so we can right exactly and we are that struggling ain't their fault. it's ours yeah it's absolutely because we're not I think people misconstrue the Bible, the word of God, not changing with us adapting our practices to get the word of God to them. Yeah. Like, you know, just think about how many churches had to flip on it. And then there was a reason there was a pushback from churches about in, uh, uh, in-person church because we weren't ready as a body to flip it on his head and say, okay, let's go virtual. We did, our church did, your church did, but there were a lot of churches who pushed back on it. We need to come together. Well, we are the body of the church, wherever we are and we come yeah, together, yeah. two or three are gather, gathered, whether it's virtual, in person or whatever. Well, but let's be real, the they, they weren't worried about it being virtual. It was about what's gonna be in that offering plate. That too, <laughs> that, that too, that's a whole nother listen. That's a whole nother show, <laughs> but these we all have a generation of kids who ne have never long known life without cell phones yeah they uh, uh, younger kids they have never known life without social media yeah Work, I, but so i think know. i mean and i do think it's a longer conversation but what i will say what i think is important that is timeless and i i, I don't think that um i don't think the word of god changes and i don't think that mm -mm. I, I tend to not necessarily agree that the way we reach people has changed. I honestly think the way that we are supposed to reach people is person to person. Yes. It is relationship. It is compassion and caring and acceptance and um and being co-laborers together and being in relationship. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how we worship, whether mm -hmm. it's on my phone or in person or away or you know whatever when i'm going through something the I church to, it should be there there right and not for service not for worship and not just for call me for prayer but i should be in relationships mm -hmm. as a result of my church and if people had a church family and if the church was a family mm -hmm. functional and all we would, we would reap, right? I agree. I agree. We would reap. It, and so it's less about the music. It's less about how long service is, although those are definitely things. But what I will tell you is if I am in right relationship with you, mm -hmm. I'll sit up for three or four hours. Right. If you just performing, I don't want to be there for an hour and a half. <laughs> True. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's truly, and, and all of us have that, right? You can sit with the right person at a restaurant or at your house or wherever, and you start having a conversation. And before you know it, it's been eight hours. Right. And it feels like it's been 30 minutes. Right. But I, when I feel that way, it our should. relationships should be so important and integral that it's not about what are we doing to clean up fish and what are we doing to draw more people and what are we doing to get more cars in the parking lot? Mm -hmm. It should be are we there when people need us? Right. And what I think we're on, a, we're in agreement on that. My comment about how we get to them is because how this younger generation 
interacts is different. We are more person to person. For them, a text me even if I, hey, how are you doing? Sending them a text message might work. Yeah. But we have to make that effort to, to pull them in and strengthen their relationship. And mm-hmm. I think we have a generation that's like technology isn't their thing. And then you got Gen X in the middle where we got, it wasn't our thing, but we've learned to adapt. Yeah. But we're kind of working and we're kind of silent. And then you have that generation. Because well, we mind our business. Right. And they're very active and they need us but they don't yeah. want to admit they need us. And we're like, do you need us? Call me when you do. So yeah. I'm just saying we need to like that outreach and yeah. the right type of outreach, that wise counsel, because Chris's wise counsel is just as crazy as he is. In fact, they are. And so I'm with you in that. Here's this young man who's supposed to be in right relationship with the church and with the Lord, but his behavior says something different. And then the people who are guiding him, it doesn't seem like they're guiding him in the right direction. So you might be right in that the pickings are slim for her. I think they're slim for that season. I mean, I just think, I think if you have really specific guidelines for what type of partner you want, you Mm -hmm. will struggle. Yes. Absolutely. You're trying to find that. This this magical unicorn of a person that's going to give me all the feels and make my life great and love Jesus and we do Bible study together and he can fix my car. and Yeah. We never fuss. We never fight. We agree. That's what we Good luck with that. I hope you don't mind that. Ah. God bless you. (laughs) Fix it, Jesus. You just bust my bubble. I did I gotta not give up. It's gone. I didn't say that it's gone. I said at 25, what she is looking for is something that is hard to find. Um, you know, and honestly, I think people who are 25 who are believers found their believer husband in the gospel choir at church or at school or in, you know what I mean? Like they already found them. Yeah. And the rest of them are not coming back until they're in their 30s. And they need <laughs> to. I'm just saying. So my 50-year-old, gonna, he going to already be there. He the He's deacon. a deacon already. <laughs> you just oh. waiting on his wife to die. Or, God dang. Or something, you know. I'm just saying. Uh, okay, so we're going to wrap old up. Age. He married yes. old. And she yeah, I'm not gonna had try a to long, go. healthy life. Okay. And, right. And we, we, we can grow old. A little older because we're gonna already be old and share our retirement together. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this has been fun, but it's I'm not fun. gonna keep you. We gotta both work in the morning, boo. <laughs> but I'm grateful for a job. I, I, really I like am. my job. Tomorrow's gonna be a good day too. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're gonna wrap up a little bit. Last time you were on the show, I had different questions. So I got two. Well, for you, three more. Three more questions. What did 2020 teach you? I, um, who I am. Okay. Don't taught me who I am. Who yeah. are you? I'm a whole lot of stuff, but, um, I am a believer and I am a joy addict, um, and a joy seeker. And I am, um, fearfully and wonderfully made. Like I, I was created for a purpose and I am, literally trying my hardest to live up to that to, to the call 
like the humbling call that God has placed on me. So that's who I am. I'm also Ah. a mama and I'm a soror and I am a friend and a daughter and a sister and all kinds of warm, fuzzy. I wear a lot of titles and I have a lot of beautiful relationships and those without question, um, make me who I am. But I love it. Okay. So if you won the Powerball, I won the Powerball, what would you do? So I would tithe and I would get busy. I would, um, get really, really, really busy finding ways to give as much of it away as I possibly could as fast as I possibly could. Um, and so I think I've got a list of, um, probably six or seven churches that Mm -hmm. I would parcel out, um, part of the money to. And then I have some causes that I care deeply about. The birthday party project is one of them. Oh yeah. Um, but also, you know, there are just a, a, a number of other nonprofits that I would like to support. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there aren't enough African American young girls and boys who have um, classic access to classical training for dance, and I would like to support and sponsor that. I'd like mm-hmm. to educate a bunch of kids. Um, And I would like to give my children enough of a carrot that they are always safe and comfortable, but not so much that they think they don't have to work or (laughs) hustle or grind. So you said I would Warren Buffett. mm, I would want to get rid of because I think that, um, you know, it's easy, you know, it's the love of money that is the Mm -hmm. root of all evil. And I think it's very easy to fall in love with money. And I think that excessive amounts of money attract really negative things into your life and people. And um, I do, I think people, you know, you win the lottery or you make a lot of money or whatever, and people assume that you should give them and they, um, and, and you, um, I think that everyone who has some hardship then looks at you for help. Yeah. Um, as opposed to knowing who you are and, and where you are. And I never had fantasies of wanting to be real wealthy. Like I don't, I don't have a whole lot of material stuff that I want to, to buy. I would like to ensure adequate health care for the people in my life, my family, my friends, um, that, that they can have a quality of life that is mm-hmm. unencumbered by poverty. Poverty is probably the hardest obstacle I ever had to overcome. And um, I think that, you know, being able to help people out of that would be great. But everything I would do with it would be to get rid of it quick. I love it. Get them off my back. Because in addition to not wanting to hug people, I don't want people coming to me. <laughs> asking, asking for money. money. <laughs> I love so it. I would be really, um, I'd just be pretty judicious about how I got rid of it quickly. Um, and odds are, because I believe that you can't be giving. He would probably send me more. Amen. Okay. So they are creating your biopic. Is it biopic or biopic? I don't know. I say biopic, but then like on the read, Fury says biopic. And then I'm like, oh, so I feel less intelligent. Me too. So who would you want to start in a movie about your life? I'm so happy about this one. I, I didn't tell you, but, um, cause you wanted to be surprised, but, um, I want to be the actress who play, or I want the actress who plays Beth on this is us. Oh yeah. I want her to play me. (laughs) I love her. Do you? 
I do. I love her character as Beth, but I actually like her. Like I like oh. a lot of her interviews. I like her. Um, she has good positive energy. Spe- yeah, she has mm-hmm. a really positive energy. Um, she seems to be. She's an actor, and so she seems to be, you know, about her craft. But she mm-hmm. also seems like a real human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love her. I get that. Now I must admit, I, that's one show I do not watch. <gasps> Tracy, I tried. I could not. Oh, Tracy, is so good. It is. I started and I got because when I started, it was already out, and I got it was like maybe two seasons, three seasons in, maybe two, and I got to the part in season one when they went home for Christmas or something. I was like, ah. Tracy, <laughs> I will tell you that the writing that they do for Beth. Mm-hmm. and Randall so the black mm-hmm. uh, characters the writing that they do is so authentic mm-hmm. to the life we know and okay. that we live and they are such goals like they are broken and mm-hmm. raggedy like everybody like that's what I like about the show it has helped me to understand so many different people and different react like I I see different people in those characters and I mm-hmm. think Oh, now I understand them better. Like I understand because like you start to see how other people perceive the same situation mm-hmm. happening and it legitimizes um, people that you that I tend to write off. Well, then I now see it from their perspective and I'm like, I don't I still don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. But now I get how you got there. And, you know, in the past with people who I actually know, I would think like, how did you even get there? Like, how, why are you resenting everybody? Like everybody <laughs> ain't hurt you. Right. Everyone didn't abandon you. That was one or two people. And like, but now it, I don't know. It just, it feels like, you know, we were watching these people's therapy sessions. <laughs> and so what people normally say they don't like about it is it makes you cry a lot. And uh-huh. I never cry because, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm learning about feelings. 2020 is trying to teach me what feelings are and that I should have them and that they have lessons for me. But, you know, <laughs> I still have some some blocks there, but it doesn't make me cry. It just is so like, I just think life is full of ups and downs and things that you can't predict and things you don't expect. Mm-hmm. And it shows you how these, you know, six people the couples and then the the parents and the the other folks it shows you how how life starts and stops mm-hmm. them and how it you know upheaves them but then lands them right where they should be it's just, it's a it's beautiful acting beautiful writing i don't know that i've seen a black man mm-hmm. um better written I don't know that I've ever seen a more accurate or appropriate black couple relationship that is based on mutual trust and love, but they show her, she is, a, she would be one of our friends. Like okay. she holds him accountable, but she's also loving and she's mm-hmm. nurturing and she's a good mom, but she's also all the things that, you know, that we aspire to be. Like, it's just, it's beautiful writing, beautiful okay. acting. Maybe I'll give it another try. I was like, I don't know. I I just couldn't. I was like, (laughs) it is hands down. I think, you know, now I love it. It wasn't bad. I just didn't get caught up. It it. is emotionally draining. It Mm -hmm. can be emotionally draining, but I I would say Game of Thrones, This Is Us, 
and then like Frozen 2 would be. <laughs> you know, hey, I don't judge because Despicable Me is my thing. Oh my gosh, me and Griffin watched Despicable Me 1 and 2. Frozen 2 has just some really powerful messages. Um, in it so I, I haven't seen great. frozen 2 i saw one i might have to watch it really with good. uh rylan um one of the sisters talks about just you know not being able to see the whole stairway but taking the next best step that's all you can do that's one step at a time just put next, one foot but not even just one up. step at a time the next best yes. step mm-hmm. like you just that's all you can do that's how you get there so yeah so in the way that game of thrones was exquisite writing and great mm-hmm. acting and um movement this is us is that but it's a family drama and so it's so it doesn't have the blood and the gore and the dragons or whatever but it has i've heard great things i just i just never i tried yeah i love it and i think i kept watching it at night like after work and i would get sleepy maybe that's not the right time and i'm like "Uh, okay i'll try on a saturday but they're like, and it's or also Sunday. like hero worship. It's how mm-hmm. we define people as perfect oh, and, mm-hmm. and then try to live up to standards that were never, never the actual meet. standard. Okay. So okay. That's going to be my Sunday binge from here yes. on out until I get caught up. Let it be. I'm going to see. Let it be. Let it be. <laughs> I think well, both of us need to avoid singing. <laughs> I posted yesterday on uh, Instagram. I was at home singing and magic, you know, oh, 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 it's magic. It came on. It was on a commercial and I'm singing in the kitchen. And my mother was like, are you singing? I was like, yeah. She was like, shit. I was was offended. Right. Oh my goodness. I just shut up. So loves to let me know how not well I sing. That is, that is his and she was right i'm just like okay then let me just wash dishes to be quiet <laughs> that's right he hates when they put the words on the uh screen for church because mm-hmm. he's like it ain't for you mama <laughs> so not nice don't do it so not nice he does me bad he does yeah. me bad well, but he's uh, probably gonna be the one who takes care of me <laughs> i don't know if we were pop culture fun but i had fun. i had fun too thank you for coming i appreciate it i'm gonna have to get you back on here i keep calling you for fluff i need to get you on here for some weighty stuff maybe if they have an oh. issue that surrounds your profession like inclusiveness yeah. when something happens i'll bring you on and we can talk about that because okay. something something else is gonna happen sooner or later about yeah. black people and well, I mean, I think little Nas X is very related to my work though, right? Like what, what he's advocating for is, and probably, you know, five or 10 years ago, I might not have felt the same way that I do today, but mm-hmm. I'm evolving um, right. as an ally. And I, and I recognize just how awful we can be Our to marginalize people. people. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and, and it's not the powerful people it's those of us who are friends and family and loved ones of people on the fringe who watch and listen and see us disparage the people we don't know. Mm-hmm. And so they get trapped in the hell we create for them. And there you go. And it starts awesome. right there, person to right person. There. Yeah. And if, again, that transcends technology. It mm-hmm. transcends, you know, generation. It is how we react. And so if I see you, belittling women who are victims of harassment or assault 
I know that I can't be, I can't trust you mm-hmm. with my story. Right. If I see or hear you belittling people who are LGBTQ, who are um, indigenous, who are whatever, right? If mm-hmm. I watch you go after those people. You're going to come after me. You've already come after mm-hmm. me. What I thought I was, which was safe in your arms, safe in your care, safe in your family, safe in your team, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not. And I have to hide part of me in order to get along or I have to decide I'm going to go up against you. Mm -hmm. So it, yeah, work would be fun to talk about, but I'm also quite the nerd. (laughs) You are very smart. It might not be fun for anyone else to listen to. (laughs) I bet it will. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. I'm going to wait until... A hot topic comes out. And we'll talk about that. Yeah. Well, Bye. thank you for coming. You have a good day. All right. You too. That's it, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, subscribe to the show, share with a friend, and give me a five star rating. Also, Follow me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Everybody's Homegirl 11. You can find me on Facebook at Everybody's Homegirl. You can find me on my website at www.everybody'shomegirl.com or you can send me an email. If you want to send me some feedback, ask me a question, or tell me what you think about the show, just shoot me an email to homegirlpod at gmail.com. Thanks. And see you next time. Bye.